You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your head. Locked On Podcast today. I'm your host, E.T. Andrews, FG's from the couch.com. Going to wrap up this week, up this run with some thoughts about how the Blue Jays go forward against the Tampa Bay Rays, the number one seed in the American League, which, I don't know, I'm, let's just start by saying um, Blue Jays aren't the eighth seed, if we're being honest, because uh, Houston is bad. Houston didn't deserve to make it. Their pitching is not good enough. You can make the argument that the Blue Jays pitching is also meh, but still better than Houston. Um, we'll be we'll be getting more in depth on Houston in our show on Tuesday. I did want to focus on the Blue Jays in particular. We'll we'll probably talk about them again on Tuesday with our special guest. Um, but I did want to kind of kind of focus on Tampa Bay, how that's going to affect the playoff pool, what the Blue Jays may decide to do instead now that they know they're facing a team that, you know, became the first in Major League history to start nine left-handed batters in a row. I mean, that's... I, I can't even say anything. I'm just impressed. That they had, but obviously, first of all, that really changes the complexion of Toronto does with its pitching staff. Um, we knew Ryan Barucki was going to be on this playoff roster. He has earned it. We know that you know having a lefty like Robbie Ray becomes more valuable because now you have him as a potential third starter. You do have a. Uh, a guy like a TJ Zoik, who is actually in line to go out there. Um, theoretically, you can throw a guy like Matt Shoemaker out there, but I, I'd almost make the case that Zoik should be the third starter. Maybe I'll do that a little later. Maybe I'll, I'll make the, uh, the argument there. But um, with Robbie Ray obviously able to take out a bunch of lefty bats, and now that the Blue Jays don't have to worry about... Jose Martinez coming off the bench and, and doing unfavorable stuff. Um, it, it becomes a little easier to lean that heavily on the lefties, but Barucki's their main one. That's the thing. I mean, I can almost assure you that despite being optioned earlier this season, Anthony K is going to be on this roster because the Blue Jays need guys can, you know, have the advantage on these left headers that the Rays are going to throw out there. They know they, they kind of have, have the advantage in game one when they have Hyunjin Ryu going out against uh, Blake Snell. Granted, neither team hits lefties well, but the way Ryu's been throwing, can you can you blame me for being a little optimistic seeing that? Um... But yeah, Barucki and K become that much more important. And then I know I kind of slagged him off uh, when doing my playoff review, but 
do you start thinking about having Thomas Pannone on that roster? Is is three lefties going to be enough, essentially? And and bear in mind, you have Ryu going game one. Taiwan Walker is going to go game two. And then game three, you're just like, eh. like I said, I'll make, I'll make my case in the second half of this episode. But is three lefties on the roster going to be enough? Um, I'm going to say no, because I know the Blue Jays are probably going to play with the metrics a little bit. They've been a short bench the entire season, but there still aren't a lot of options available on that bench to really justify shortening the bullpen. And when you have a lot of guys who you're not certain what you're going to get out of them on a given night, it almost behooves you to have more arms there. And I want to say that three is going to be enough. I mean, they can they can throw enough power arms at the Rays to make them really uncomfortable. And if Jordan Romano is coming back for the postseason, which it looks like he will be available, that's just going to add to Tampa Bay's frustration. So how much do you play into that metric of, of needing those lefty arms? I'm not going to get to the point where I'm going to say, yeah, get Thomas Pannone on this roster, despite him not having thrown a pitch against major league opponents in the regular season. But Anthony K is pretty much a lock now. If they were facing anyone else, I'd, I'd question whether or not Anthony K is ready on there. But the situation kind of dictates that you need a guy like K who can go multiple innings. Like, Robbie Ray, he's such a... He is the biggest wild card for the Blue Jays because you literally don't know what you're getting out of him. You don't know if you're getting Cy Young Robbie Ray who will strike out five batters in a row or 2020 Robbie Ray that walks three batters in a row. So, again, it almost behooves the Blue Jays to have Anthony K there just as insurance, especially if you start getting into extra inning games where you need guys with length. So that's that's the main thing I I think has to be adjusted when it comes to the Rays is getting Anthony K on there and getting him in a situation where he can perform and succeed. So that's that's kind of what I'm going to be looking for when they actually announce the star ahead of Tuesday's game. I um I can tell you right now it's a it's a job I wouldn't mind having. So if the Blue Jays want to reachly give me that job, they better through Indeed.com. It's the number one job site in the world because Indeed see the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring because you only pay what you need to get out of Indeed. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. They have sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. And with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Best offer you're going to find anywhere. Don't bother looking anywhere else. 
Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. And you know, to celebrate successful hire, there's nothing better you can do for yourself than celebrating with a tasty Bill Bar. Bill Bars are the best protein bars ever. Best tasting, best for your goals. We actually got a new product from Bill Bar that, you know, I'll talk to you about later in the week because, you know, it's on the hush hush, but excited to discuss that with y'all. But until then, you can check out BuiltBar.com, get your hands on one of 18 amazing flavors. They have originals like German chocolate, peanut butter, mint brownie, orange, and coconut. And then new ones like caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, and apple almond crisp. Wow, so good. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They melt in your mouth. They can handle a beating. I had one in my softball bag for like two weeks. It got smushed, but it still tasted delicious. It's my last mango one. I was, I'm really happy it survived. And Built Bars are healthy. They're great for helping you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low in calories. They're low in sugar. They're going to be under 200 calories a bar, under 5 grams of sugar. High in protein, high in fiber. Great if you're doing the keto thing. You're stronger than I am. So... Check out their flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. So again, promo code Locked On for $10 off those tasty bars at BuiltBar.com. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I just spoiled myself a little bit. And not just because, you know, new computer and everything. And I'm still not on. Hopefully we'll be on soon. But I did spoiler a little bit that I think TJ Zoic should start game three. I am I'm a big proponent of riding the hot hand, riding momentum, riding a guy who seems like he's figured it out. And aside from me, Patrick Murphy, there's no other pitcher on the Blue Jays that would be considered for that third starting spot that seems to have figured things out more than TJ Zoic. And, you know, they talked about this, that Zoic was, you know, in this great, um, great season at the alternate training site in Rochester. It was only going to be a matter of time before he came out. And, you know, he has been solid, if not unspectacular, for the Blue Jays, but that's just fine. He doesn't need to be flashy. I mean, you look at the base numbers so far. Uh, in 11 and third innings, he's given up only two earned runs, only walked four batters, only struck out three. He gave up the one home run in that Yankee Stadium bandbox that isn't really a stadium. Come on. If I can hit home runs out of it, it's not a stadium. I said it before, I'll say it again. But still, you know, you have to imagine there were some kind of jitters in the, in that game, in that stadium, against that team, in that position that the Blue Jays were in. And the Blue Jays ended up making it close that game. But when Zoic came in, he was essentially mop-up guy. 
and he did all right. He had a whip of two in that game, gave up the home run, but that was the only run he gave up because what TJ Zoic is very good at is limiting damage. And again, at Yankee Stadium, it was going to be difficult to do, but the two appearances that he made in Buffalo in that 11-5 win over the Yankees and then in Saturday's game against Baltimore, he showed an impressive authority on the mound. He he faced 11 batters in that game against New York that he ended up getting the win for, rightfully so. Over three and a third innings, he only allowed the one hit and one walk. So, he actually faced 12 batters. I can't count. But, what you saw out of him was the biggest proponent of why TJ Zoic is a safe choice to start Game 3. And that was the ability to keep the ball on the ground. Of the, the, uh, the balls that were put in play against TJ Zoic, eight of them were on the ground. Three were line drives, three were, um, were fly balls. So... TJ Zoic has gotten back to what has made him a very successful pitcher through his journey through the professional ladder, and that is keeping balls in the dirt, letting his infielders make plays, and just basically limiting damage. And that was on full display against Baltimore when he started, delivered five scoreless innings. Unfortunately, Biggio's home run came too late to get him a win. But five scoreless inning, five hits, that was it. No walks, no strikeouts, over 75 pitches. It, it was a very impressive performance for, from a guy who, as I said on Twitter, kind of got lost in the shuffle. We, we dropped him down to that Sean Reed Foley range, you know, behind guys like Anthony Kane, and Thomas Hatch, and, and all these newer, you know, shinier prospects. But... Zoic emerged with a vengeance. And, and there there are some worrying underlying numbers, but um, that has to be taken with a grain of salt. And I'm mostly referring to the fact that if you look on Baseball Reference um, for his fielding independent pitching number, Baseball Reference has it at 487, which seems a little worrying given that his actual ERA is 159, but that's when you, you know, again take into account that T.J. Zoic does not strike out batters. So that's going to artificially inflate that number. So it makes it look worse than he is. And, you know, that's what happens when you're a ground ball pitcher. You're relying on your defense to make plays. And so far, you know, the infield of Jonathan Villar, Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, and Joe Panic has done what it's needed to do. And I'm going to, I'll throw Santiago Espinal in there because he's, I'm pretty sure he's going to be on the playoff roster. I think they just want someone who's versatile and can come off the bench and pinch run if needed. So, Zoic is putting his defense in a spot to succeed. And if the Blue Jays can keep doing that, which they have been a little better at lately, it's not to the extent of, like, during that six-game losing streak when it seemed like every ball was clanking off the heel of the glove. But I think that gives the Blue Jays the best chance to 
if they get to a game three and know that they don't have Hyunjin Ryu and know that they don't have Taiwan Walker, I think starting a guy like TJ Zoic, and even if he only goes three innings, four innings before you hand off to a Robbie Ray or a Ross Stripling, I think that gives them the best chance to win is just relying on Zoic to keep it close and then hope that you have enough bullpen pieces saved to be able to get through the rest of it and, you know, spring the upset. That is the beauty part of the baseball playoffs. It is the easiest one to just upset the apple cart on. There's a reason the Marlins have two World Series titles and zero divisional titles. It's because the playoffs are just that wild and wacky. And I'll be here ready to preview them on the next episode of the podcast again, hopefully with a special guest, making sure I can iron that out. But we will hopefully be here to do that. If not... We'll still be here and you can get that episode uh, and many others by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, you can subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked on Jays. You can follow me on Twitter at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. I've had people actually quit Twitter recently, which does not do well for my ego because they're usually the ones who give me all the likes, but I respect them for doing it. I will still be on there. So looking forward to live tweeting the Blue Jays playoff run with y'all. It's been a while since I've done that. So it'll be fun. So until then, or until we talk again, whenever that may be, probably won't be tomorrow but you know we'll see what happens i'll try and get that computer set up and then tuesday i won't sound like i'm being scratched through a turntable when i'm trying to talk to y'all because i miss those days so anyway until then for everyone at the locked on podcast network and everyone at cheesefromthecouch.com i'm aj andrews thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode y'all take care 